are listening to French Studies with Amin Zidu. Let's go! Welcome to French Studies, a place to feed your intellect. We show you how the language and culture intersect. Break it all down, we have lessons galore. From politics to film and musical score. French Studies has everything you need and more. You can truly be a part of the culture and vibe. French Studies with Amin Zidu is now live. Salut Ellie. Salut. Ça va? Oui, ça va et vous? Ça va, ça va, merci. Today is going to be a very cool episode. Looking forward to this one. I'm sitting down with uh, one of my favorite students <laughs> at Bracknell, Ellie. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. My name is Ellie Fallon. I'm a sophomore here at Bucknell. I'm studying political science and economics. I'm from New Jersey. Um, I've taken two classes so far with Professor Zidu. Last year I took um, 104. This year I'm taking uh, French rap and identity politics with him. Cool, cool. I hear that's a cool class. <laughs> I hear that's a cool class. Uh, and it's been definitely a very, uh, you know, amazing um, experience to have you in that class and to have your perspectives. Uh, super interesting as always. So today's topic is going to be a very important topic. Uh, something that's, uh, I guess, foundational in my opinion in, in, um, in French society. We are going to be talking about la laïcité so what is laïcité uh, how do we introduce that concept to like a mainly uh, american audience Eddie? yeah so laïcité um we can describe it as france's attempt at trying to be secular um so their way of saying this is there's no laws regarding religion or the practice of religion um what they're trying to say is they want everybody to be treated equally um and I think the United States kind of have a similar perspective on that. Um, we don't have laws that ban religion. We, everybody's allowed to practice their religion. Um, but what's the difference between France and the United States? I think more people are familiar with the United States policies. But in France, they don't allow the expression of religion anywhere. So if you're in um, government spaces, public schools, you're not allowed to wear anything that is showing off your religion or talk about it. Where in the United States you are allowed to and everybody's kind of just, you're not trying to enforce religion on anyone else and they're not preferring one over the other. Whereas in France you can't wear anything, you can't wear a cross necklace, you can't wear a headscarf, you can't wear a yarmulke. Um, they're trying to keep it as secular and um, non-religious as possible in these public spaces. Yeah, very, 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 very interesting definition. So I feel like it's uh, probably going to be interesting to give our audience uh, more context in my experience you know teaching uh, whenever i talk about laicite whenever i give specific examples to an american audience right in my classrooms it's been one of the topics that shock people the most yeah. that people do not like uh, expect in a sense you know their their Im their image of france or their imaginary view of of the country and and uh, it's a, it's a philosophical practices, I guess. Definitely do not match some of the realities that yeah. we talk about in class. And one example, and I feel like you touched on it a little bit, is, you know, let's think public schooling. So K through 12, right? Uh, in France, as a uh, kid going to school in France, can you tell us what are some of the things that you're not going to be able to do if you were French? or if you were living in France, compared to things that, you know, you would be able to do in an American context. Yeah, so in, in France, let's say if you're um, a Muslim student, a Muslim a female student, if you're going to class, you have to take off your headscarf before you get into class. 
Um, if you're a Christian student, you can't wear um, a cross necklace in class. You're not allowed to have any clubs that are promoting promoting a religion or just meeting with other students from the same religion. You're not allowed to talk about religion in class. It's completely like taken out of the narrative there. Yeah, yeah, and and just explaining to students that they wouldn't be able to, uh, uh, you know, if they were if they identified. Uh, groups to like show their belonging uh, is definitely something that most American students do not expect yeah. about France. You gave some interesting examples. What's the law? What's the legal text or what's the word or what are the words that are used in the legal text uh, in relation to this uh, issue? There is this word that we talked about uh, a couple of times in class when we were covering this topic. It's uh, the word ostensible. And what's that word? What's the meaning of that word? It simply means visible. Sometimes it means very visible, yeah. <laughs> and that you know, <laughs> I guess a nuance in the definition is an interesting one and one that has implications. You gave the examples of you know not wearing the hijab, the headscarf for women who want to, who identify as Muslim and who want to wear it. Let's remind everybody that not all Muslim women wear yeah. the veil, but some decide to do it. Some are also forced to do it in certain countries, in certain spaces. That's also a reality. But it's not one that's, uh, you know, the most uh, prevalent in France, right? Yeah. A young male student who identifies as Jewish mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to wear his kippah, for example. That's also uh, true. What's interesting, however, is, of course, this law is supposed to be applied on, you know, Christian elements as well. Therefore, if you're wearing a, a, a cross necklace, for example, you shouldn't be allowed to do that in that you know yeah. space of the classroom of the school it's not just the classroom right uh, but what are the issues with that yeah well the issues with that is for a student who's christian it's that's not much of a um something that's very difficult to do if you're wearing a cross necklace and you have to go to class you just slip in your shirt um it's really not much of an inconvenience um whereas if you're someone who's jewish or muslim it's gonna be it's gonna feel a lot um bigger to like take something off that you're wearing and it's a much more noticeable difference um so it's they have to make like a bigger sacrifice in order to do these things so i think that's what when you were saying it, it surprised a lot of your american students i think from an american perspective it almost seems kind of oppressive that you're not letting these people do anything at all like you're almost silencing them um so i think that's why it seems really really shocking because that's never something that you'd see in the united states yeah yeah absolutely yeah and uh, I feel like this might be a good segue to something we were just talking about off mic. Uh, we were just looking at this video. Maybe we can play a couple seconds. Ma question avant de vous donner la parole, juste un instant. Eric Zemmour, si un jour vous êtes président de la République, ça veut dire que vous interdisez de porter le voile même dans la rue à tout le monde Je pense qu'il faut interdire le voile, de porter le voile dans la rue, dans tous les services publics, dans toutes les entreprises. So. That was Eric Zemmour, uh, somebody we uh, covered in a previous episode. I would invite you uh, to listen to that episode. Let me plug our, our first episode <laughs> into this show. Uh, uh, but let's say a couple of words about him and then maybe explain what he's saying in this specific sequence we just heard. Yeah, yeah so Eric Zemmour is um, one of the current far-right candidates who are running for president in France. Um, I think he's representing a really unique point of view where he's saying things that previous... Um, candidates from the right were never wanted to say, they didn't want to seem too controversial, um, but he's saying things that are very, very controversial regarding a lot of the social issues in France, 
um, and I think he's getting a lot of media attention because of this, and he's getting a lot of popularity. He's rising to be one of the most popular candidates in current um, poll rankings, so he, he's a really powerful figure right now. He's in the news a lot, and a lot of the um, discourse that he's bringing up is becoming increasingly popular in France to talk about, even if it's not things that most people would see as appropriate. Um, frankly, a lot of the time it's racist. It's um, just super, super controversial things, but it's kind of igniting the certain part of the French population um, that is really responding to these views, especially when he talks about immigration and their worries about immigrants and if they're taking their jobs or them bringing their values to France and changing what their perspective of France is. Yeah, right. And he talks about like crazy, you know, theories like the great replacement that in his opinion is already happening in France. He's, like you said, very controversial, uh, very popular amongst certain circles as well. And uh, so what is he actually saying in this sequence? The journalists ask him the question, what are you going to do if you, tomorrow you're the president uh, about, uh, you know, Muslim women wearing the veil? And he says, yes, if I am president, I will forbid uh, people from, and obviously talking specifically about Muslim women here, from wearing the veil, not only in uh, like schools or if, you're, if they're working in certain like governmental public institutions, but just like if they're walking in the streets. And that's definitely something that's um, uh, interesting, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, he also is known for uh, some of the crazy ideas like uh, making non-Christian uh, names uh, illegal in France. Uh, maybe we can talk, we can say a couple things about that as well. Uh, especially in relation to our topic of laicite, right? Because so, what is laicite? It's the it's something that allows, in my opinion, right? Something that allows people to practice their religion, to think whatever they want to think, or to practice their non-religiosity. And uh, to be able to do that as long as you do not interfere with the law of the nation. But it's very interesting how some people, especially the far right, especially Aizenu, uh, have been um, uh, using laicite, weaponizing it, if I can use the term, against specific communities, namely the Muslim community in this case. Uh, do you want to say something about the, the, the naming? Yeah, so I think it's interesting um, because what he's describing never would be constitutional according to France's laws. What he's saying is just it's not feasible, but the problem is he's bringing these ideas to the discourse and kind of, like you're saying, like you, he's saying it's because of laicite and he's kind of weaponizing the word when that's not the general practice of how, how people are going about it. Um, so it's kind of creating, people are like justifying it by saying, oh, it's laicite, but um, he's pitting it specifically against um, certain groups. It's kind of making, um, bringing that to the government space when you're talking about this in politics and you're politicizing Islam and you're politicizing laicite when that should be the opposite. They're trying to keep religion out of that, um, out of that sphere. So I think it's really interesting that that's his way about doing it and just how that's changing um, the French discourse regarding laicite. Yeah, yeah. A very interesting point of view, uh, as always, as always. <laughs> So let's continue the conversation. I feel like, in my experience, some of the uh, things that uh, people who listen to our podcast find the most interesting are uh, when we compare or when we give them this comparative perspective between the U.S. and France. Before we started recording, we were talking about this interesting case of Decathlon, a French brand that produced this uh, product <laughs> that would be normal and is normal in a lot of other countries, but that created a lot of controversy. 
uh, in France. So do you want to say a couple of words about that? Yeah, so this brand um, created, it's a running, um, it's a headscarf for women who are running. So um, it's kind of, they're trying to make athletics more accessible to people of all groups. Um, so that was kind of their idea behind it. But France kind of took it in a different perspective. And I think they were really concerned that this was promoting Islam and um, it wasn't reflecting well on French values. And instead of people being happy that they were making running more accessible to everybody, um, regardless of their religious affiliation, I think it, it became very weaponized and um, very controversial um, in French politics. And there were all these nasty tweets and all over the news um, bringing light to this when the the idea behind it was trying to be a good thing, but it didn't, it didn't end up turning out that way. Yeah, yeah, it sure didn't. And since you mentioned tweets, I feel like it might be uh, cool if we read and... Uh, Sort of you know the deconstructed couple of them so let's start maybe with um, a uh, tweet from somebody who works at the brand uh, reacting to uh, the controversy so like Ali just said um, this is literally just like a headscarf that's made of this fabric that you know makes it more practical to use it while running in a lot of countries including in the US you have like different brands like Nike said yeah. these uh, so many other brands said them but and they that did that definitely did not create not even the one percent of the yeah. controversy that we saw in France so uh, let, let's read this tweet um, uh, I'm gonna read the first one I'll give you the second one okay <laughs> <laughs> so this is Angelique Thibault uh, responsible chez Decathlon uh, somebody who works at the brand saying ce couvre-tête a été co-créé avec nos équipes de Decathlon Maroc qui souhaitent rendre accessible cette pratique à toutes les sportives et futures sportives de leur pays. So basically from the brand's perspective, uh, their purpose in, you know, creating or in selling this product is just to make the practice of sports more accessible. Right. So now let's read <laughs> Uh, let's read one of the tweets that were part of this controversy that are against the production or uh, uh, the selling of this product in France. <laughs> Now we're going to read a tweet from the other side of the perspective. Um, this is a politician, uh, Lydia Giroux. She's from the traditional right, um, and this is her opinion on Decathlon. Yeah, so uh, she writes, Decathlon se soumet également à l'islamisme qui ne tolère les femmes que la tête couverte d'un hijab pour affirmer leur appartenance à la Ouma et leur soumission aux hommes. Decathlon renie donc les valeurs de notre civilisation sur l'autel du marché et du marketing communautaire. So what is Lydia Gyo uh, basically saying? Um, she's saying that, uh, in her opinion, the fact that Decathlon is selling this product is basically a sign of submission uh, from the brand the French brand, we should highlight, uh, to Islamism, in her opinion, um, and that um, basically uh, by selling this product, Decathlon are only looking for profit. And she uses an interesting concept, le marketing communautaire, basically that Decathlon are only targeting this specific community, namely the Muslim community, uh, for you know capitalist gain. Uh, so an interesting perspective, definitely some strong words uh, she's uh, using. But this is just one example out of, uh, you know, 2000, uh, where people really reacted, um, you know, somewhat uh, passionately, sometimes 
violently uh, to a French brand selling uh, what they see as a which we call it's Muslim product. Yeah. Okay, so Ali, talk to us about how did the situation end? Yeah, so I mean, because of all of this controversy, Decathlon was receiving um, death threats, people saying they were going to boycott, all these tweets, it was a lot of negative press, so they ended up um, taking the product back and they took it off off shelves. Um, so I think this just really speaks to, like, they had good intentions going into it, but the way that France reacted shows that they're not as secular as they'd like to be. Like, religion is such a big part of um, political discourse and people's opinions are so strong, especially regarding Islam. Um, so I think it, it just really reflects on France's values and the way that they want to see their country being run. Um, and I think if they were doing something like this for another religion, I don't think this kind of outcry would be so prominent and so negative. Um, so I think it's just really interesting that they it got so bad that they had to actually take it off shelves. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I feel like I completely agree with you, Ali. I feel like there is definitely this obsession that France has with Islam specifically, and uh, and, and even more specifically with Muslim women. Um, you know, they are definitely uh, more surveilled, you know, surveillés uh, than other you know groups. Uh, all right, so. Ellie, uh, you're the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the, in the next video that we're going to talk about, um, a new station decided that they should bring um, the candidate, Eric, the far-right candidate, Eric Zemmour, to the streets of the Ben-Louis, where a lot of the people that he's talking about, and he has all these policies that he wants to change their way of life and all these criticisms, um, they wanted him to actually talk to the people that he has all these strong opinions about. Um, so in this clip, he's talking to this Muslim woman about her choice to wear her headscarf. Um, so it's really interesting to hear her point of view and kind of hearing them go back and forth. Vous demandez l'autorisation au texte. Vous demandez l'autorisation au texte. C'est le texte qui vous commande. Non, madame, vous n'êtes pas libre. Non, ça n'existe pas en Islam. <laughs> so yeah, it was a pretty surreal scene, I guess. So okay, how do we summarize the scene to our American audience, right? So like you said, Ellie, uh, you know, this parents candidate uh, thought it was going to be a good idea to go to uh, the Bonnier and, uh, you know, talk to some of the people he's been targeting with his discourse for so many years. And uh, he's uh, with this Muslim woman who's basically trying to say that wearing the veil is her own personal opinion. She says, Je suis une femme libre, I am a free woman, I choose to put it on and I can take it off if I want to. And he actually almost like dares her to take it off. And it gets into this like weird scene <laughs> where he's taking off his uh, tie and she's taking off his. 
her, her, her headscarf. As you can imagine, again, this created a lot of buzz and a lot of talk. A lot of people were talking about this place. What can we say about it? Yeah, I think it's really interesting because it speaks to France's obsession almost with with Islam and the banlieue. Um, because they, I think France's perspective behind a lot of these laws trying to ban um, headscarves is because they think that like France is a free country and they think that they're like almost saving these women. Like you're being oppressed, like you're being forced to wear this, we're trying to free you and integrate you into French society. They think that it's like they're doing them a favor when in reality these women are like, no, this is my choice. I am free. Like nobody's making me do this. Um, this is like how I feel free. This is how I feel liberated. Um, so it's just kind of interesting to hear the far right's weird obsession with trying to help them when they're, they're not asking for help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great way of putting it. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, one of the issues with this, uh, with, with, with these sort of, uh, you know, discourses, and I mentioned this in previous episodes, it's the double standard. Yeah. It's that on one hand, we are going to claim laicite, proclaim it, think it's one of our foundational concepts. But on the other hand, we would weaponize it to target specific groups. Uh, if everybody was targeted in the same way, I would be cool with it. If everybody was basically left alone in the same way, I would be cool with it. But the fact that we only use laicite when we want to, for example, uh, you know, the, it's, it's a clear contradiction to me when somebody like Zemmour, uh, on the one hand, asks this woman to not wear the veil because it's not compatible, in his opinion. Islam is not compatible with the Republic, right? And at the same time, uh, talks about having Christian names and talks about France as being a Christian. Sometimes they would say pays judéo-chrétien. Uh, sometimes they would just drop judéo-keep-chrétien. Uh, uh, it's the double discourse and the double standard, once again, that I find uh, interesting in these situations. Yeah, so I think it's really interesting what you were saying. I think France, their concept behind laicité is just so different than their application. They're trying to say that no religion's being favored, no religion's being... Um, put down when in reality there's very clear evidence of them um, targeting Islam and promoting Christianity so it, it's it only works in, they want it to be working in their favor they say they don't want anybody promoting Islam but they don't care if it concerns Christianity so I think this just kind of says um, this shows how France in theory is trying to say that they're so progressive and equal um, when in reality their the practical like the practical um, application of all of their laws is just so so flawed and the whole system um, is just full of these flaws that shows that their their laws aren't as um, as sturdy as they as they want them to make them out to be yeah yeah um, well this has been a pleasure doing this with you uh, Ali uh, definitely uh, uh, a topic that I that, that is very dear to my heart and. Um, it was really cool doing it with you. Uh, it also felt like a, you know, more collaborative, I guess, mm -hmm. as, as you know, than, than previous episodes. I like that. So you're gonna be the co-host. <laughs> so maybe to conclude, how can we define, you know, laicite um, from like an objective perspective, like from your own personal perspective? If you had to give, you know, one sentence to define it, um, what is it? What's laicite to you? Laicite to me is just saying that everybody's being um, treated equal and that nobody's being um, disadvantaged because of their religion. Um, in my opinion, it should just be everybody's allowed to do whatever they want. Um, nobody's trying to disadvantage anyone. 
um, or discriminate against them. I think France's real application is just kind of promoting Judeo-Christian values um, and not allowing people who are Islam to freely represent um, their religion. Well, with that, uh, let's conclude this uh, episode. Thank you so much Thank again, Ellie. This has been a pleasure. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to having you back, you know, yes. co-host uh, another episode. <laughs> Alrighty, Ellie. Thank you. Merci. Thank you.